Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Credit Union Marketplace Podcast, a presentation of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. My name is Jason Dias, and welcome to the show. This week, we were joined by Catherine Butler, the Vice President of Advocacy, and asked about the year that was 2018. 2018 has been a great year of advocacy for credit unions, I think, uh, both uh, at the Cooperative Credit Union Association, but across across the nation. So we've had a, a great year, um, at least at the Cooperative Credit Union Association. We've had, you know, well over 50 meetings with our different federal lawmakers and countless others with our, you know, our local um, state legislatures back in the back in each of our states. We've written over 10 uh, comment letters to our different federal agencies, including on issues, you know important issues such as the National Credit Union Administration's budget, uh, payday alternative loans, uh, and different items like that. Of course, comment letters back to our regulators and our, our legislatures at the state level as well. And we've also really worked hard this year to um, develop our, our dedicated uh, advocacy app on your phone so that you can have all of CCUA's advocacy resources such as, you know, talking points, summaries, things like that, right at the tips of your fingerprints. Uh, so I think we've had um, at the CCUA a great year of advocacy. Uh, talking a little bit more broadly, I think that you would be um, remiss if you talked about advocacy in 2018 for credit unions and didn't mention uh, Senate 2155, of course, which is yeah, the course. Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act, which um, passed this year and uh, brings a lot of great um, regulatory relief to credit unions. One of the key provisions in that Senate bill that the Cooperative Credit Union Association has been working so hard on is the Elder Abuse Program. On a personal note, I've got to say, I think the Elder Abuse Program is the absolute best initiative I've seen in credit unions in the last 20 years. Yeah, and I'm so happy to to hear you say that, Jason. And that is, um, for those of your listeners who may not know, it's our um, online operational platform, which we provide as um, as a, a no fee for any of our members to to go on and access. And that portal actually has sort of a dual track. It's it's resources and training not only for our credit union employees, which you know relates back to the Senate 2155 and receiving that training to achieve the safe harbor for reporting um, elder financial abuse, but there's also really great resources and training for the consumer, just our regular member who, you know, has their parents that are getting these robocalls or or getting these scam letters and and unfortunately are still falling for them. So um, we're very proud of that, of that, program and that um, resource that we offer to our credit unions and we have you know have seen our credit unions taking full advantage of it and and making sure that every single one of their employees um, especially those employees that are on the front line with those those members our elder members are receiving that training and getting the the material and information that they need so um, I'm so happy to hear you mention that although elder abuse is clearly a national problem the cooperative credit union association through their advocacy efforts also focuses on regional things that are important to its members. The other large um, or important provision within S2155 that really had an impact on our credit unions here um, at the association is the um, one-to-four family non-owner-occupied loan provision, which um, removed those one-to-four family non-owner-occupied loans uh, from counting against the member business lending cap. Um, and I think you, you're you well aware in New England, we've got quite a few of those homes. We've got a number of triple-deckers here in Massachusetts and in other or New England states that, um, you know, that, that is um, someone's livelihood 
livelihood that is that they they run that as their business. I also asked Catherine what are some of the hot topics that the advocacy department will be working on in 2019. Great question. So um, here at the association, we do you know plan to continue with those priorities that we um, expect to be hot topics, and it's sort of um, things you've probably heard before from from our other credit union advocates and colleagues. It's uh, you know continuing to reduce that regulatory burden. We got great benefits from S2155, but there are other things, of course, that we um, would like to see uh, to stop that regulatory burden that our credit unions are dealing with. Uh, of course, preserving the tax exemption is um, always important to us, as well as increasing our credit union powers wherever we can. Um, I think what's hot kind of depends on the lens within which you're, you're viewing it or, or, or what exactly it is that you're looking at. Um, and at the association, of course, we deal with things both on the federal and the state level, um, as well as both legislative and regulatory uh, within advocacy aspects. So um, I would say, you know, the, the legislative aspects often funnel down from the federal level, um, and we'll often see some of those similar topics um, that, are, that are hot at the federal level at, at our own state level, um, and we're seeing that now with some things such as, you know, patent troll reform. Um, of course, the ongoing one is uh, ADA reform and website accessibility. ADA reform. Yep. Yeah, um, we we also expect to see some housing finance reform in the upcoming year. Um, and the association also plans to have a strong presence on um, ongoing tax issues. Right. Uh, Congressman Neal, who um, we anticipate uh, taking over leadership on, on tax issues, has um, made a strong commitment to addressing some of the outstanding issues that um, are still in play after the recent uh, tax reform bill. Uh, of course, credit, uh, the CRA bill that um, Senator Elizabeth Warren has introduced um, and that we expect to be a topic of conversation and data security, uh, of course, as well. Um, in terms of regulatory issues, um, we're of course waiting to see who uh, will be placed on the NCUA board, um, as well as, as well as the uh, CFPB, which is no longer the CFPB; it is the BCFP. Um, and on the state side, um, we have a, a new commissioner um, in our uh, Massachusetts regulator, and um, we'll continue to work with our other great state regulators in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Delaware. With a Republican Senate, a Democrat House, and a Republican President, I asked, will your priorities change with the new divided Congress? In terms of our, you know, our priorities and, and the way that we go about our advocacy, it, um, they're gonna, are there, our efforts will remain strong no matter who's in the Oval Office or no matter which party may have control in Congress. What, what the recent election, I think, really does do to our advocacy efforts is allow us and give us an opportunity to undergo an education campaign on who and what credit unions are, um, most importantly, with our new lawmakers, which there are, you know, quite a few, um, but also with our with our friends, um, our friends that we've had and, and um, have had ongoing relationships with. It's always important to sort of refocus and and um, re-energize the the message and the education of what credit unions are and what it is that we stand for, um, and then obviously, therefore, why it is that we um, have certain asks before the legislature and our regulators. So, um, we're excited to to do that with each of our lawmakers and in our states. We um, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, we do have two new lawmakers, um, both women who sort of represent the shifting voter demographics here in, in Massachusetts. Um, but in Massachusetts as well, we've got um, uh, a lot of uh, senior lawmakers that have been within our congressional delegation for a long time. I mentioned Congressman Neal, um, who we think you know will have a strong role um, in leadership on tax issues. Congressman McGovern um, will uh, we anticipate moving into leadership in House rules, and most recently Congresswoman Clark uh, was named the vice chair of the Democratic. Caucus. So, 
Um, we're excited about relationships there. In New Hampshire, we do have uh, one new lawmaker we're excited to talk to and educate on credit unions. In Rhode Island and Delaware, um, we'll be uh, just solidifying our old relationships with our friends um, on the congressional delegations there. And in New Jersey, um, we do have four brand new lawmakers um, and sort of an interesting, there are some party shifts there as a number of key seats did flip from Republican to, to Democrat. The great work in the advocacy department continues at the Cooperative Credit Union Association, and as Catherine likes to remind me, there are no days off in advocacy. No days off, but every day is a good day in advocacy. That's what we say. You've been listening to the Credit Union Marketplace Podcast, a production of the Cooperative Credit Union Association. Better values, better banking.